Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Kofi listening to Mad Love. Happy June 28th. We are at the end of June, which means we're about to start July, which means, dude, if you haven't come close to doing what you said you were going to do, you've basically tricked off six months. So now it's time to get focused. So back to my story. So 10 years ago, I'm in the hospital, right? This is day uh, day five, because I get released on the 29th. So this would be, today is a Monday, but it was a Tuesday back then. And uh, I remember this day especially, uh, because I had been given a series of tests. My blood work had been drawn and tested, you know, at least It felt like a hundred times, but certainly um, many, many times they're still trying to get a handle on why my blood pressure is this high. But that's not really the the jam of Western medicine. They really just treat your symptoms. So but my my blood pressure was not going down. It was it was resistant (laughs) to being lowered. So they were trying out all these drugs on me. But I got to be honest with you, I was getting the best sleep of my life. Okay, I was knocked out and it felt great because I was exhausted. You know, I'd been working pretty hard. A lot of change had happened in a, in a short amount of time, you know, so I I really was exhausted. And, you know, it was just great. Like the room was ice cold. I was sleeping good. You know, they bring you your food. And when you're on the heart floor, which is where I was, you can't walk around freely. You know, they really discourage that because <laughs> they don't want you to basically have a massive cardiac event. So it wasn't like anybody could make me do anything, you know, and then people had stopped visiting because it it was clear that my blood pressure would just get more elevated with visitors and stuff. So it was really fascinating uh, how relaxed I got by this point. But I mean, the nurse came in. I remember she was I had a a, a good group of nurses very solid nurses do not get enough credit they're the ones you spend the most time with they're the ones that I don't I don't want to say care for you the most but they are the ones that interact with you the most and um, they are more subject to your mood swings and by this point everybody was and I didn't have mood swings but I was the youngest on the floor. There were plenty of people who were like super hostile. And then there was one girl on the floor who was clearly there all the time. Uh, Being sick was just her jam. And she was probably younger than me, but there was something going on up there in her brain. I'm not sure what that was. But, you know, they come in. Uh, By this point, I had established a reputation of being someone fun. Uh, Some of the nurses would find me extra snacks. (laughs) Because I was always so pleasant. And, um, you know, and why not? I was getting great sleep. And they assured me that if anything was going to happen, I was in the best place. You know, if you were going to have a massive stroke or a massive heart attack, you're in the, already in the hospital. This is the best place for you. And so when that didn't happen and my blood pressure still wouldn't go down, but they were just like, oh. but I was so pleasant. People would just, you know, pop in. How you doing? You know, so. You know, it was just, it was actually a good stay. Um, But, you know, I, once I was assured that I wasn't going to die, you know, I heard that voice tell me I wasn't dying from this. Um, You know, my nephew had bought my laptop up there for me. So I just started to research and 
you know, just focused on what how to get better. I didn't look up any of the symptoms or any of the long-term conditions of all the things they told me that were wrong with me. And I think that was the thing that has made the last 10 years so wildly effective. So to be clear, while I was in the hospital and right after I got out of the hospital, I knew I had high blood pressure. I had damaged my kidneys, uh, damaged my heart, but nothing was long term. Right. But when you listen to the doctors, they're all like, oh, my God, you the first time I went to the doctor that um, that I chose to be my primary care. I mean, he just listed off all the things I'd never be able to do, all the things I'd never have. And it was grim. I mean, he was really just, you know, which is why I'm breaking up with him. He was just he was a good doctor, but he's just a grim person. He's like the grim reaper with a stethoscope. And I think the first thing he said to me when I walked in his office with this defibrillator on and, you know, I had bruises all up and down my arms because, you know, my veins had, had, uh, you know, contracted so much. So when they try to give me IVs and stuff, it, it just bruised me. I was bruised from on both arms all the way up, you know, my biceps. I was because the um uh, blood pressure cup was so tight on my arm and when you're in there if when I first got in there they had me on the blood pressure machine which took my blood pressure every 15 minutes and as I told you it was really high now I'm not going to tell you the number because I don't want anybody to think if they're just underneath that number they'll be okay because those numbers are extraordinarily high and there's no reason why uh, I didn't suffer long-term damage other than I wasn't supposed to but I can't say that for anybody else. So I'm not going to tell you numbers. If your number, if your blood pressure stays routinely over 140, uh, over 100, and you're under, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. Your blood pressure is high. You should go get it checked out by a doctor. And preferably, you will find someone who does functional medicine, who can tell you why your blood pressure is high. That's the problem. So anyway. Uh, by this time I have been on some major drugs and the nurse was really sweet. And she was like, I can't let you go. I just can't let you go home. You're, you're, your blood pressure is just not coming down. And I was like, I know, <laughs> but whatever drugs you all are trying. And I don't know what she gave me that Tuesday, but I was like, this is great because I am super relaxed. And, you know, they have to be careful because the medicines they give you could also blow out your kidneys. So it was just an incredible time. And I learned a ton. And so this by this time, I'm wanting to go home because, you know, but she she was like, I can't let you go today. And I was like, OK. So she gave me some stuff. And I mean, I I really slept that day. And, um, you know, I just really got a ton of rest. But, of course, I was ready to get out of the hospital because hospitals are not my jam. But the moral of the story is you can recover. Your body's designed to heal. So if you change the conditions that caused the damage, you should heal. And so it took a long time. It took a long time, but I didn't focus on all the stuff they told me that should be wrong with me. I didn't focus on anything like that. I only focused on what I thought, you know, I was like, I'm having cardiac issues. My cardio is terrible. Um, I have to heal my heart. 
So I started off, you know, as soon as I got out of the hospital, I would do 10 minutes on, on the stationary bike. And uh, eventually 10 minutes became 20 minutes. 20 minutes became 30 minutes. And I got my cardio fitness back. Um, it took about a year, but I did. And uh, just step by step. You know, I had a nephrologist, a cardiologist, all these people, all these ologists when I got out of the hospital. And, uh, you know, I didn't trust the nephrologist I had because he clearly made it known to me in our first visit. He was like, yeah, this is gr-. basically he was like, this is great. My son is just starting college. And I'm like, are you saying you looking, you're looking at me thinking I'm going to help pay for your son's college? Fuck off. And uh, I never went back. <laughs> My, it was like, I have a primary care physician. I reject this diagnosis that I have kidney disease and I'm supposed to have kidney disease for the rest of my life. And here's, this is what's interesting. So every doctor will tell you, well, a lot of doctors will tell you, if you do damage to your kidneys, they will never heal. But it's not true. It's not true. I systematically rejected what they were saying. I was like, I do not have kidney disease. And they had, I read the chart and everything. And he was like, you got this. And then and I'm like, yeah, you put all that on that piece of paper. And you tell me your son's starting college and this is great. I was like, I don't have that. And so all the literature I read and all the doctors, they were like, it's not going to heal. And then I finally found a study probably about five years ago that said, oh, turns out, Uh, If you damage your kidneys and you don't have anything wrong with your kidneys, they will heal. It was just a, you know, an acute medical crisis and it'll heal. And that's what happened to mine. And I was like, dude, you know, it was just it was an incredible thing to experience because it made me biohack my own health. It really did. And I'm still doing that because now. I've got the hormonal tsunami that is called menopause to deal with. But uh, for the rest of my 40s, I was just on fire. Like, I just knew. Uh, I then developed a gluten allergy. And now I look back and I think the gluten sensitivity and the insulin resistance was probably what was causing the high blood pressure in the first place. And then this stupid urgent care doctor who should have her license revoked put me on all these decongestants with my blood pressure already being slightly elevated wildly irresponsible so I went off on this crazy medical journey but it it forced me to re-examine my health for my 40s so that I can enter my 50s and the only thing I'm dealing with is some hot flashes you see what I'm saying it was a real blessing in disguise worst thing ever happened to me but the best thing too so today's moral of the story is Listen, your doctors are mostly very limited and they work for you. So if you have one that you don't like, fire him and get one that that does work for you. And I will give my old doctor credit. He did allow me to try some things on my own. You know, like I I did some natural treatments for my thyroid before I settled on Synthroid. And, um, you know, my next doctor will probably be more innovative and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to putting together a team that's that's a little bit more forward thinking because Western medicine is really just designed to treat your symptoms, not heal you. They 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 don't want to heal you. There's no money in healing. And not only that, 
That's not how they're trained. They're trained to treat your symptoms. And so there's this psychology that thinks, you know, like I look at the black community and everybody I know has high blood pressure and we think of it as a chronic condition and it's not. It's it's I believe once I read it, it made perfect sense. It's a symptom of insulin resistance, which is the gateway to diabetes and diabetes is the number one diagnosed disease that can be cured. And no one thinks about it. I even helped my sister with her diet when she was dealing with her diabetes. And her doctors, they were like, yo, your blood your um, blood sugar so low, you need to lift it back up. And she called me and told me that. I was like, does that sound right to you? The whole point is to get your blood sugar, you know, out. If you have the right blood sugar, then you don't have diabetes. Does it sound right to you that they want to make you, you know, get back into the diabetic stage? Crazy. It's crazy out here. You have to be aware and you have to think and you have to focus and you have to want to be healed. Sometimes being sick is people's jam. I got out of the hospital and I could tell there were people who just, that was their thing. They don't have to participate in life because they're sick. And, oh, I was just in the hospital. Like, that was not, I was not comfortable with that. I did not want to go back uh, to be a resident in the hospital. Um, So, yeah, being sick was not for me. And I don't ever intend to do anything to make myself sick again. And, uh, yeah, I want to live my best life. And I'm telling you, your health is your wealth. And you have to take it seriously. And I don't care if you're... Uh, in your 20s, your 30s, or your 40s, and you never felt bad, you still have to manage it. You definitely still have to manage it. So just be smart about it. Be passionate. It It is a vi- big, a very big part of your wealth strategy is your health. If you think you're going to make all this money or run all these businesses and, and do all these different things and you're not healthy, you need to think again because you're dead ass wrong. Your health is a huge part of your wealth strategy, maybe the biggest part, you know. So that's my story for today, June 28th. And, uh, you know, my second birthday I consider is June 29th. So I will talk to you again tomorrow. I hope you have an amazing Monday. I hope things go really well for you. And if anything I've said uh, helps you or inspires you, you know, good. Do something about it. Take care of your health. It really, really is the beginning and the middle and the end of the show. Without your health, you're nothing. You're going nowhere. You're going nowhere fast. So take care of yourselves and uh, learn from my mistakes. Shit, that's why why I'm sharing it. (laughs) All right. Talk soon. Be your best.